Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise Jesus. How y'all doing? Y'all sound a little drunk. That's okay, though. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As I was sitting over there, I felt the Lord want me to come and share a little bit about myself. In case you don't know, some of you might not know who I am or know about me or where I've come from. I was a firefighter for seven years here in Arkansas, and I found myself in a time of my heart broken, so broken where I didn't want to live anymore. I didn't want to, I felt like I was going through a cycle. Every so often I was going through a cycle, and it, it's like I could never get ahead, I can never get ahead. It can never be enough. And I found myself crying out to God, asking him to take me or help me because I didn't want to live here anymore. And, and God came to me. He came to me so powerfully one night that his presence entered my car and I never felt that before. I was all alone and he came to me in my brokenness. And there was a point in my, in my life where I had an addiction problem. I don't know who this is for in here tonight. But I had an addiction problem to Adderall. And I would take this Adderall to keep moving. I would take this medicine to try to keep moving, to keep moving. And I found myself taking more and more and more than I was prescribed. I would take more and more and more and more. And I remember one night I was at the fire department. And I was, I ended up staying up all night long, and I didn't even know how I did it. And I got in my car to drive an hour home, and I was, I was driving, I ended up in Little Rock's traffic at 8 o'clock. And as I was driving, my brain shut off in the middle of the traffic, and I said, oh God, am I dying? Oh God, am I dying? And you see, God came and spoke to me. And he told me to leave the only thing that I had that was my safety net. He told me to leave my career. But he had made himself real to me. He had gave me a word to stand on. He had gave me himself. He had encountered me. And so it was easy for me to move. 
with that word. It was easy for me. When the whole world was looking at me as I was crazy, it was easy to move on that word because he spoke to me. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to thank all my leaders for this opportunity. It's a great privilege to be standing here before you. And I just want to pray right now. I just want to pray that God encounters you like he encountered me. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray for every soul in this room, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask you to fall. I ask you to encounter them like you encountered me. Lord, I ask you to move me out of the way and Holy Spirit for you to come speak forth in power. The power that changes lives. The power that breaks the yokes of the enemy. The power that sends fire from heaven to burn away all the chaff in our life. To bring forth your glory, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to come in power. And people's lives from this night forward are going to be changed forever. That they're going to look back at this night and remember, Lord. They're going to remember when you encounter them. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke 6, chapter 6, verse 17. The Bible says, this is, it's talking about uh, Jesus. Uh, And it says, Verse 17 says, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem. Kind of like all the people here, huh? And from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Hallelujah. Healed them all. Not some, not just a few of us. Healed them all. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he healed then, he's healing today. And if he's doing miracles then, he's going to do miracles today. If he's going to do miracles back then and change the world then, he's changing the world today. And when he touches you, your life will be changed forever. Forever. Thank you, Jesus. We see a story about a woman who was bleeding for 12 years. She done spent all the money she had at the doctor trying to get healed, trying to get well. But instead of getting well, it became worse. It seems that she trusted in the world for her healing. She searched far and wide for 
things to heal her, her blood that she was losing, but nothing was working. But she heard about Jesus. She heard about Jesus, and even though there was a crowd all around him, she pressed through that crowd and reached for him and reached for the hem of his garment. She had faith. For the Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. She hadn't seen her healing yet, but she believed. She hadn't seen it yet, but she believed. Amen? Are you needing a healing in your life, in your heart? Are you needing a healing in your finances? Are you needing a healing in your mind? Thank you, Jesus. For he is the healer, and he's here tonight. But will you reach out and touch the hem of his garment? Will you push through the opposition that's pressing on your mind? Will you run down the aisle? Will you run to him and bow down before him and reach up in faith for your healing? Thank you, Jesus. I saw that a friend of mine on Facebook wrote a quote, and his name is Jason Cattell, and he said, the battle between good and evil is over what you believe. So I ask you, what are you believing in your life? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. As I was studying, the Lord gave me a word, the word imitate. The word imitate means to take or follow as a model. I want to ask you tonight, who are you imitating? If I was to look at your life, what does it look like? If I was to follow you around, and look at your cell phone, if I was to read your emails, if I was just to be with you, who would I see? Who would I see? When no one else is looking, who are you? Who are you imitating? Thank you, Jesus. You see, in order to imitate something, we have to know the character of God. We have to know the character of Jesus, but we also need to know the character of the enemy so that we know what the difference is. Amen? In Isaiah 14, the Lord is talking about Lucifer, the enemy. Isaiah 14, verse 12 says, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. 
You who weakened the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into the heavens. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Did you hear that? I. I. I will live my own life. I will do what I want. Who are you imitating? I will do my life today. Jesus doesn't just want some of your time. He wants all of your time. The Bible tells us that he paid the price that we could never pay. He paid the price to set us free. He paid the price to break the bondages of sin off of our life. And you see, the beautiful thing is, when you have an encounter with God, when you truly have an encounter with God, there is a conversion in your heart. Amen? The Bible says that he will take out that stony heart and give you a heart of flesh, that you will become a new creation. Amen? Charles Spurgeon gave an illustration for new creation. And he says, if I have a big thing of nice banquet food over here, and I have trash and filth and mud over here, and I let a pig go, which one would he go to? The trash and the filth, amen? But if I had the power to change that pig into a man, that man would stop in his tracks, amen? He would stop in that filth. Do you see the, the beauty of conversion? You see... <laughs> Sin has no power over you anymore when you have an encounter with Jesus. When he truly makes himself known to you, therefore sin has no grip on your life anymore. Now you have the choice to move forward. Now you don't be blinded. Now you have eyes to see. Now you can raise up and go with God. Now you're not stuck in your old ways, but now you have the choice to know who you are. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that there was a man named John the Baptist. <laughs> And he came and, and he was baptizing people under repentance by water. But he said, there's one coming after me. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. And he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. 
You see, I'm like John the Baptist, and Jesus is coming after me, and he will encounter you tonight and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And that fire will burn away those old things that keep trying to grip your life. That old life that's trying to grip you, you have to have it burned away. You see, Jesus has a new life for you, but you have to die in order to live. You have to go into the ground in order to live. You can't be picking up your old life. Amen? For the Bible says a seed must fall into the ground and die. It bideth alone. But if it falls into the ground, it bears much fruit. Is there things in your, in your heart that you know that you're still holding on to? Things of your past, of your old life that Jesus paid for, for you to be set free. Is there still things that you're holding on to that keeps creeping back up into your life? We have a new life in Christ, but in order to find that life, you must die to the old one completely. And God wants intimacy with you. He doesn't just want a one-time, one-week encounter with you, but he wants to possess your life. Because you see, he sees the ending from the beginning. He sees your whole life. And even though you can't see the path that he has for your life, he's already planned it for you. And all you must do is trust him. But you must let go of that old life so you can find your new one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There's a, a dying world outside these doors that is just waiting for a remnant to arise, waiting for someone to hear God's call and to answer. The Bible says many are called and few are chosen, but I'm here to declare to you that you have that choice. You have that choice. But will you answer it? Jesus came and died for you and me. He died to give us a new life. He died to set us free from our sins, that we couldn't set ourselves free ourselves. Amen? We couldn't do it our, ourselves. We were stuck in the world. We were blinded. Believers have a new relationship with sin. Many people claim to be Christian, but their lives never change. They go to Christian activities. They sing in the choir. But they do not have new desires for Christ and his word. So I ask you, has your life changed? Has it truly changed? Has God made himself known to you? Or have you just heard about Jesus? You see, there's a story in the Bible 
where Jesus was going and doing great miracles in the land. So many miracles. People being healed, the dead being raised. But then he went to be alone with his disciple, Peter. And he looked at Peter and asked him, what, well, who are they saying out there who I am? Amen. Who are they saying? And he said, well, some say you're Jeremiah the prophet. Some say you're Isaiah. But Jesus asked him, but who do you say that I am? Who does man say that I am? I ask you, who do you say that he is? Who do you say that he is? Is he your healer? Is he your deliverer? Is, is he your whole life? Is he consuming you? Has he revealed himself to you? Do you know him for yourself? Is he Alpha and Omega, the beginning of your end of your life? Is he going to show you the way? Or are we still just going about our own life, letting the devil lead us away? Lead us into temptation, leading us so far. Jesus was tempted with three things in the wilderness. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. I ask you tonight, is Jesus enough for you? Is his presence and his friendship enough? Or are we always wanting more? The Lord wants to move in this place. He wants to move in your heart tonight. And you can never doubt again where he can encounter you, where you will truly know that you know that you know. Amen. He wants to fill you with his spirit. Thank you, Jesus. But you must say yes. God doesn't just want an out for outward modification, but he wants an inward transformation. Amen? Sometimes we get so lost and we begin to feed our flesh. We begin to feed our flesh. We see new things that we want. And we, we feed our flesh and we feed our flesh. But are we feeding our spirit? Are we letting him speak to us? Do we know his voice? For the Bible says that Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They hear me and they follow me. But are we following him? Or are we simply just coming 
to church to be a good person. All of us, including me, will stand before him one day. What will you say? What will your life look like? Would you have lived your life for yourself like the enemy? Or would you live for him because he died for you? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. The Bible says that the righteous cry out. They cry out. I remember so many times that I wouldn't know where to go or what to do, but I would just cry out from the depths of of my heart. I would cry out for him to just come and be with me. For his presence just to come. David says in his in the word that Lord please don't take your presence from me. He knew the power of his presence. He knew the power of his relationship with God. Thank you Jesus. There may be people here tonight that feel like you don't know his voice. Maybe you feel things pricking at you. The Lord is pulling on your heart. He's pulling on you to come. To come to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, come to me all who are weary and heavy burden, and I shall give you rest. Sometimes it seems that we carry a backpack around with our sins in it. And he wants to take that off of you so you can run free. He has a completely new life for you, hidden in Christ, in him. you, Lord. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus raised from the dead, you will be saved. Sometimes we want to see before we'll believe. Sometimes we want it to happen first and then we'll believe it. But you see, God is different. He is opposite. He says, believe first and then I'll show you. Believe first and speak it out of your mouth and watch it manifest before your eyes. Thank you, Jesus.
feel that there's some of you that have just been walking, walking through life, not knowing which way to go, which way to turn, feeling like hopelessness. And I'm here to declare to you that the Lord is going to change your circumstances. What the enemy meant for evil, God will turn it for your good. God will take your circumstance and use it for the good, for his glory, not for our own. Sometimes we want people to see us, but the Bible says that there's no good in us. For we have all fall short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. Amen. But you do not have to live in that sin. Thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord. Your Holy Spirit in fire, Lord. That you encounter us. That you are a God that loves relationship. You are a God that loves covenant, Lord. That we are bud bought. The price has been paid. The Lord said that it is finished on the cross. That means completely finished. That he paid the price. He paid the debt to set you free. And all you must do now is believe. All you must do now is reach out and grab a hold of him. And cry out to him. And say, God, I need you in my life. I need you every single day, every hour. God, consume me with your presence. Lord, open my eyes so I can see you. Lord, open my ears so I can hear you. Father, I need you. I need to cry out from the depths of my toes, Lord, because I don't know which way to go. I remember driving in my car after I had left the fire department, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I'd done left everything behind. And I was so afraid. I was so afraid that I had made a mistake. That maybe I didn't hear God's voice speak to me. Amen. Have you ever felt that way? But the beautiful thing is God kept reassuring me. He kept reassuring me. Even when I had doubt, he reached his hand out and grabbed me out of that pit. He reached out and grabbed me. And maybe you're in a pit today. Maybe you feel like you're going down. But I'm here to declare to you that God is fixing to raise you up. He's fixing to raise you up out of that pit and raise you up into the clouds with him and hide you into the secret place. Because the Bible tells me that if I hide with him, that I am safe. If I hide with him, he will protect me. He will deliver me. He will restore me. He will change me. He will mold me into his image. Not my image. He will mold me into his image. For people to see. For all the world to see. The Bible tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God wants to give you a testimony. He wants to encounter you in a way that you've never been encountered before and take you deeper into his heart 
and truly show you who he really is. Thank you, Lord, for your life. Thank you, Lord, that you've raised up from the dead, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you raised me up, that I, was, that I was dead and I felt like I had nowhere to go. But you reached down your hand of mercy. You reached down your hand of mercy and you picked me up out of that pit, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that even now you're going to use my life for your glory, that you're going to use my life to shine for every person that feels like an outcast, that feels like they are broken in their hearts, that they don't know which way to turn. Lord, I pray that you encounter them tonight. Lord, that they know you for who you are, that Jesus, you reveal yourself to them in their hearts. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you come. You come and encounter them with your love, with your grace, with your peace that surpasses all understanding. That we can't put into words, Lord. Lord, I pray that You take us to a new level. Take us higher with you, Lord. Lord, we just cry out to you. We cry out. And we say, Lord, we're tired of being stagnant. We're tired of being comfortable, Lord. Make us uncomfortable so that we'll move. Make us uncomfortable so that we'll keep moving up with you, that we'll keep riding on your wave of your presence, that you'll carry us further than we could ever carry ourselves. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.